Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, mihi nui and welcome. From Radio New Zealand National, here's our changing world. Some good and bad news from the first survey of viruses in invasive Argentine ants. At Victoria University, ecologists have discovered that invasive Argentine ants are another reservoir for the deformed wing virus, which does affect bees. Phil Lester and Alexandra Sebastian have analysed genomic data of Argentine ant populations in New Zealand and found that nearly all carried the virus. But they also discovered an entirely new virus that could be used as a biological agent to control the ants. Argentine ants are one of the world's 100 worst invasive species. Right, so, so they're a big problem. Um, they're originally from Argentina. They're now on every continent um, in the world except Antarctica. Um, where they occur, they can occur in massive densities. So, so you get large populations of these ants um, that dominate the landscape, that uh, kill off other native ants within the area and farm, aphids, scale, mealybug, those sorts of things. So they, they can be a really big problem where they occur. So they displace native ants, but they also cause havoc in all areas, really. Mm, yeah, they're, they're known, some people refer to them as the Genghis Khan of the ant world. right? So they come along and they um, kill off all their competitors and, and, and other species within the area and take over the landscape. Then they'll do things like um, tend aphids on, on trees and, and plants. So the aphids exude some honeydew and the ants will feed on that and, the, and in return they offer protection for the aphids. Your most recent project was to look at the ants' own microbiome, so the kind of microbes and viruses that they carry. What motivated that? Well, what we've been doing is um, looking at um, populations of Argentines around the country for well over a decade now. So some populations around the country do fine. Probably the majority of populations around the country do fine. They, they persist for over a decade. They, they do really well. Other populations, like the one in Kelvin, just not very far from here, um, we saw get to be several hectares in size, large abundance of ants, and then so slowly shrink and disappear. And why? There might be many reasons for that, for, the, for them to disappear, but, but the, one of the reasons that we wanted to focus on, well, is there a pathogen, and specifically is there a, a virus or viruses that are associated with that sort of decline? So we've been especially looking at viruses because viruses have been involved in multiple population decline in other species. So it's true for grey squirrel, for example, um, and red squirrel in the UK, but it could be also true for other ant species that we know about in the US, that one virus and multiple viruses have been involved in population death. That's why we looked at it in New Zealand with Argentinians. And them being a terrible pest, it would be a good idea to find out how to kill them with natural ways and try maybe at length to develop a biocontrol. So if they had a pathogen yes. already in their viral load, they yes. could be used for that? Exactly. If we in the end manage to find a virus in the ants, in the Argentine ants, that is actually specific to the ants, that could be nasty, nefast to the ants, and then at length maybe develop something that might be more efficient as a biocontrol, 
to try not to use chemicals. So at length, that would be the reason why we looked at viruses in Argentinians. How do you go about it? Is it a matter of a genetic search? Do you look for the viral genes? So what we did uh, was actually beg for samples from other countries and have friends sending us samples from different countries to have enough information and data from different places. And then we traveled around New Zealand also to get samples. And with all those ends, we ground them and we took RNA out of it. And out of all this RNA and with the new technology that is highly expensive, but gives you lots of data and information, we've been able, thanks to another lab working with virus and specialized on virus, to identify a few sequences that would be highly interesting, RNA sequences, and that from those sequences, we identified a few viruses, including our new virus, Love One, and a honeybee virus, the deforming virus, present in the end. So let me ask you first about um, Love One. When you say it's a new virus, it is a virus that's been seen in other ants or not ever before identified in ants? So our Love One <laughs> virus is actually the first time it has been described. First in Argentine ants because no viruses have never been worked on or looked at in Argentine ants. And second, it seems like it's not present in other ants, like from the data we have, the world data, RNA, we haven't seen it, though that's preliminary work and we need to check grabbing ants around and uh, poking also maybe bees, wasps and other insects present in the environment of the Argentine ants to actually check if it's present in other species or not. That's the one that you might be having some hope for it to be useful as a, so as a control agent, really. Yes, we're kind of hoping that when we grab other species, insects, um, wasps, bees, especially bees, um, that are foraging around ants, that we will not find it in other species. So our hope is that we will only find it in Argentine ants and kind of hoping that it's highly specific to that species. And that's why, if it is specific, we could use it as a biocontrol later on. Now, the other virus you found is the the wing-deforming virus, which, tell me, is it the same that is in bees and wasps as well? Is it the same strain? Yeah, yeah, it is. So um, uh, the deformed wing virus, that's the other one we found in Argentine ants. And we found that in 22 out of 27 populations that we sampled around the country. Um, the deformed wing virus is a particularly nasty one. Uh, it does affect honeybees. It seems to be primarily uh, transmitted to honeybees in New Zealand by varroa mites. So the varroa mite is the primary cause of honeybees having deformed wing virus. What we've done uh, in so far is, is sample deformed wing virus out of honeybees, out of wasps and out of these ants now. And we've all found the same strain. So it's the same strain of the deformed wing virus that's present in all of these organisms. It seems likely to have originated from varroa mites. But these results are suggestive that, that hey, Argentine ants now are a, a, another reservoir of this virus in, in the big wide world. So these ants become abundant, they're highly widespread, highly abundant, and are another big reservoir for this virus. So it kind of turns the Argentine ant into a double-decker pest in mm. some way, that it's a pest in its own right, but it also carries 
something that could become an issue yeah. with other yep. species, beneficial insects. Yeah, and I think that's, that's for us, it's one of the more interesting results out of this study. In terms of when we see an invasive species come into the country, like an ant, or maybe a stink bug, which is a, something that's threatening our borders, when a, a species comes into the country, we, we tend to look at that and think, well, that's just... An, an ant. It's just an individual species, but it's not just an individual species. It's It's got a whole microbiome associated with it. Pathogens, symbionts, all those sorts of things, bacteria, viruses. Um, and some of those are going to may, may well be deleterious to it or other organisms in the environment. But once that invasive species gets here, it also can soak up pathogens from the surrounding environment and, and be a reservoir for those. So it's not just an ant that comes in the country, it's, it's a microbial diversity associated with it and that it can be a reservoir as well. How close do the ants intact with, say, honeybees or other beneficial mm -hmm. insects? Do they come close enough to swap pathogens? Obviously you've just alerted yeah. to them that they can pick up yep. pathogen load. Yep. So there's been quite a bit of work um, both here and um, uh, mostly overseas looking at on flowers, for example. One honeybee that's infected with a parasite comes and forages on a flower. When it's doing that, it leaves some disease behind it. So the next thing that comes along and forages on that flower can then pick up disease from that. So we know that in, a, in any environment, we do see this pathogen exchange going on. And things like um, in the Britain, quite recently, there's some work that's showing that deformed wing virus, where it's high in honeybees, it's high in bumblebees because, you know, they're foraging in the same environment. There's that sort of exchange going on. With Argentine ants as well, um, in New Zealand, we're getting increasing numbers of reports of Argentine ants raiding beehives directly. So they go and they steal the honey. At times, they'll ignore the honey and just take the larvae out of those. So, so they're a major, can be a major pest of, of, of beehives as well. That was Phil Lester and Alexandra Sebastian, both at Victoria University. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, you can find more stories on our webpage, radioNZ.co.nz forward slash our changing world. Kakite anō.